0: Into plant stories. The modern, the old, and the crazy in
1: between. Myth of fact! Hemlock is a plant with a very rich background of references and mythology and literature and films. Actually, that's just a myth, unfortunately, from our research. It doesn't have the same kind of, uh, you know, library as, like, Belladonna and such, but it's got some good uh, hardcore murders in its history.
0: We're going to call them, I think for the purposes of this podcast, the Hemlock Cousins. That's what I've decided. Um, You know, Poison and Water Hemlock, Uh, they actually look... I mean, you can definitely tell the difference between them, but they definitely look like a similar kind of plant. Um, poison hemlock is a plant with like lacy, kind of wild, flowery-looking foliage that grows throughout the northern hemisphere. Almost looks kind of like uh, Queen Anne's lace or something, um, kind of along those lines. Um, and the stems have reddish-purple streaks. Um, In poison hemlock and in water hemlock, the stems aren't, like, hairy or anything. They are just, like, very smooth green, uh, you know, with these little accents. And um, they're also often confused with wild carrots. Uh, Poison hemlock even can reach about eight feet tall, water hemlock a little less. Um, And they prefer, prefer, like, wet soils in coastal areas or open sunny areas, vacant lots, roadsides... Um, water hemlock especially tends to grow on like the edges of rivers or ponds and things like that mm. um so uh poison hemlock is part of the uh oh I'm gonna butcher this name so bad it's like the Apiaceae family
1: App-y-a-say.
0: I I read good. it yeah yeah <laughs> Um, But it includes uh, other plants like dill, celery, fennel, parsley, anise. So, uh, you know, very popular uh, spices. And I think that's the main reason why this poisonous plant can be considered so dangerous uh, is because it resembles these other plants and... All it takes for you if you're like wild foraging is to grab the wrong thing and
1: you're out, you know. Um, so water- like even touching it is going to like cause a reaction?
0: Um, It will, but it's not nearly the same as ingesting it. But I think because it's so often misconstrued for other plants... Um, ingesting it is a like significant danger more than some other things like like maybe it's obvious for deadly nightshade that you don't want to eat the blackberry you're like oh this is a pretty unique trait of this plant and i know that i shouldn't have that whereas you know if you get just the right plant where like maybe the You know, spots on it don't stand out as much, or it's in with a bunch of other plants. You know, even ingesting a small amount of this plant can be deadly. Um, I mean, water hemlock is considered the deadliest poison pretty much in the world. Um, And they both, both poison hemlock and water hemlock have kind of like other interesting names. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, poison hemlock <laughs> has many common names, including Spotted Parsley, Spotted Cow vein, Bad Man's Oatmeal, which was a popular name for it in um, uh, like Scotland. Uh, <laughs> poison snakeweed, Fool's Parsley, and Beaver Poison. Because it also does kill animals. This... You know, we talked before about plants where they didn't kill livestock. This plant also kills livestock. Like, I think one plant root or whatever can kill, like, a 1,600-pound cow. It's ridiculous. Um, water hemlock is called cow's bane, wild carrot, snake weed, poison parsnip, false parsley, children's bane, and death of man. So... You know, I love when we all talk nicknames, yeah, right. I think when we talk about how you know this plant maybe doesn't have the same kind of mythology, I think a big part of that is just that there was no myth to surround it. Like, you eat this plant, you die. <laughs> there's no like, there's no mystery. There's no time to hallucinate. There's no, you know, none of that. It's right. you eat this plant, you out. How, like, Um, how short of a window do we have? So, most of the time, um, symptoms begin appearing roughly 20 minutes to 3 hours after ingestion, and depending on the amount of it that you've eaten, you know, and, um, there was a case of water hemlock poisoning, Um, That happened in Maine in 1992 and one brother ate three bites of the root and the other brother ate one. And the brother who ate three bites was dead within, you know, three hours. And the other one, and he started showing effects almost immediately, like about 20 minutes. And the other brother, after two hours, started to feel the effects and go into convulsions. The only thing is because they had already knew what he had eaten they were able to act quickly and save his life.
1: Right.
0: So that's usually the other problem too, is if you're if you a wild foraging and you eat something, you know, you might not necessarily know what you ate, or you might think that you ate one of these other plants and not know that you ate this, and then it's a little bit harder to save your life as well. But um you know, usually symptoms appearing in death can be anywhere from 15 minutes to six hours after the exposure, uh, depending on how much you've eaten and how quickly right. you've been treated. Um, and these two different hemlocks do have different uh, reactions that happen. Uh, poison hemlock tends to be more uh, gentle if you will. Um, So oftentimes after you eat it, symptoms kind of start where you like slow down and you can feel, um, you know, your limbs not moving. But I imagine it's also pretty terrifying because if you don't know what's going on, you know, you're just kind of like slowly shutting down um, from the outside in. And that's what it does. It stops the movement kind of of your limbs and then moves on to your involuntary muscles in your heart and in the end that's what will actually kill you is it will go all the way in and stop your heart but it doesn't actually do anything to the brain per se so you are um awake and conscious through that process
1: and which hemlock is uh that's poison hemlock yeah um it still sounds terrifying
0: Yeah, and I imagine, especially if you don't, you know, know what you ate, uh, it would just be, you know, quick but relatively slow. Yeah, it's not uh, for
1: someone who. Yeah, for someone who doesn't know what's happening.
0: Yeah. um,
1: But what does water hemlock do to you?
0: Water hemlock is more a lot more painful it tends to cause painful convulsions severe abdominal cramps nausea um a lot of times people do die from the poisoning but even those who survive they're oftentimes left with um amnesia like brain kind of issues um sometimes lasting tremors um And so that one is a lot more violent. It tends to be more focused on seizures, uh, involuntary muscle contractions, things like that. So. Between the two, you would rather eat poison, but you wouldn't know it from the torture that you'll feel as
1: you slowly die. Consciously.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Well, it's important to be confident in your plant identification it's true um
0: as far as identification goes to uh water hemlock has a little bit less of like a lacy leaf structure than the poison hemlock does you can definitely you know if you look at pictures of them like see the difference between the two um But if you were just out kind of identifying stuff, I think it would be hard to tell the difference between those and some of their cousins for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And honestly, most deaths from the plant come from misidentification, especially um, poison hemlock is one of the few plants where the root actually contains the least alkaloids. So a lot of plants that we've talked about, you know, the root is kind of Uh, where the most of the poison sits but for poison hemlock that's not the case so a lot of people you know if you're you might not necessarily pull up the whole root Mm -hmm. Uh, you know if you're foraging or burning things yeah you might not or just like clipping things out of your yard or whatever you know you might not pull up the roots Uh, but with this plant in particular you don't have to Um, and the only thing that might kind of discourage you from picking up poison hemlock is it does kind of have a bitter taste and what's described as like a mousy odor.
1: Ew.
0: So kind of similar. Well, it's kind of similar to, um, I forget what It's like kind of like parsley where it has like a weird, it can have like a weird smell. Um, but it like tastes a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. Water hemlock is actually sweet. So, oftentimes that's what kind of secures death by the second bite, by- you know, like is that you take that second bite because you have the first bite and you're like, oh, it's kind of sweet. Um, yeah. Must be good. You know. And so, for humans and animals, you know, it tends to be particularly dangerous. Um, And you even um, can die from eating an animal that has successfully avoided the poison themselves. So, like, there have been known to be birds that actually don't succumb to the poison. It has no effect on them. But people have then shot and killed those birds and eaten them and died from the poison inside the bird. Mm. You know, as far as, like medically speaking um, poison hemlock has sometimes actually been used to treat convulsions and muscle tremors but it has to be administered with great care Uh, the, the versions of it are usually diluted but the same things that would slowly put all you know your muscles to rest would also you know in a very small dosage, slow some of those kind of issues, yeah, um, for people as well. But it is a pretty crazy poisonous plant.
1: So why is it that we all know the name? Like, what what was its jump to? In history.
0: Yeah, so poison hemlock um, is by far most well known for being the poison that put Socrates to death. So, poison hemlock was a common um, executionatory drug uh, given to the condemned by the Greeks. Uh, Socrates, you know, was accused of corrupting the youth and some other stuff, and his death was witnessed by his student Plato. So it's kind of the first, you know, recorded account of someone being watched through the process of their death uh, by this plant. Um, Plato described that Socrates was brought a drink made with the poison And then he walked around his cell until his limbs felt heavy. When his limbs felt too heavy for him to continue walking, he laid down on his back. A guard asked him if he could feel his arms and legs. Uh, Socrates said that he could not. So the guard then said, when the coldness reaches your heart, you'll be gone. And so then a short while after that, he had gone still and passed so that was kind of the first recording of how that particular poison uh killed there were other people who claimed um that you know like many other poison it was it was like scary and hallucinatory um or could cause violence but uh later on when more studies were done you know, in the 1800s, they were able to confirm that this was kind of the process mm-hmm. um, of the death. People took much smaller doses of it to see how it affected their bodies and found this kind of like slowing of um, the senses and the muscles was more accurate. I mean, it has come up to in other things in a more minor way so like uh, Agatha Christie's murder mystery Five Little Pigs Uh, there's a crime where a famous painter is killed by poison hemlock Um, you know Christian mythology states that the hemlock plant became poisonous after growing on the side of the hill on which Jesus was crucified so his blood touched the plant and it forever became toxic. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: but even now, people still, you know, often succumb to the plant. Uh, in 2010, a woman in Washington State was accidentally given some in a salad made by a friend of hers. Oh, no. Um, who went wild foraging and she was killed. Um, In 2006, a gardener in the UK used it to commit suicide by gathering the plant from paths around his home and then basically like making it into his final cocktail. Which doesn't sound like the worst way to go.
1: Yeah, one of the interesting things I found was an organization called the Hemlock Society. Uh, It existed from 1980 to 2003 and it was described as an American right-to-die and assisted suicide advocacy organization. And, you know, it's controversial during this time, but there was, like, a whole thing about why the people named it after Hemlock, and it was inspired by the story of Socrates and, like, this idea of, uh, you know, a rational suicide He was condemned to death, and on some of the things I read, it said that he got to choose how he wanted to die, and he picked the hemlock teeth. But I thought that was
0: interesting. Yeah, it makes the most sense. Yeah, it definitely makes the most sense. You know, it's, again, not something that I would necessarily recommend, and I definitely think... I definitely think there is something that's pretty terrifying about, like, knowing and having a lot of time to think about what's happening to you as your body slowly shuts down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly, if you have to pick a way to go, especially during the times of the Greeks, yeah, uh, that is probably not the worst one. Um so, you know, that definitely makes sense. It, it, and I, d- I do think it does kind of have that peaceful, kind of romanticized uh, version of death attached to it a little
1: bit. So what's your mate?
0: My mini-tip is that if you are going to take things from outside and eat them, be 100% sure of what you are eating. Um, You know, like we mentioned before, hemlocks prefer kind of wet soils, coastal areas, um, and also, like, open sunny areas and vacant lots and roadsides, so just... Um, you know, be really careful about what you're choosing. Poison hemlock, especially, really does look strikingly similar to Queen Anne's lace, which is a popular even like cut flower. Um, but it also kind of grows as a weed, uh, so you could easily mistake the two if you're if you're not paying attention. Um, again, it's also something that is incredibly poisonous, so. I personally don't recommend wild foraging. I leave picking my food to the people who, um, you know, 100% know what they're doing. But if you are going to do that, make sure to uh, have proper identification in your back pocket. Maybe even stay away from parsley's and things like that. Pick other other greens
1: there's, there's other stuff <laughs> there's a lot of forums out there too that you can like post pictures and people can like like experts participate and they like help uh, identify from photos and descriptions yeah that.
0: there's definitely other options yeah and ways to go rather than necessarily picking everything yourself and uh, you know possibly going off identification I don't want to say you never should, you know, touch plants outside, <laughs> but you just have to be, you know, aware of what you're dealing with. Nature is just a great and uh, incredible thing, but it also is, you know, incredibly more powerful than we give it credit for. And it only takes eating one, you know, water hemlock root to have a bunch of seizures and mm-hmm. possibly die, so... <laughs> You know, you just have to be uh, conscious and careful about what you're doing, which I know we've said before, um, this is not a plant I'd recommend touching and like finding out later if it's the right thing, because you probably wouldn't. Um, You know, this is something that you just have to be like consciously able to identify in order to really avoid or you have to avoid, you know, foraging altogether.
1: So what dangerous plant are we going to talk about on our next episode? Our next episode we're going to talk about
0: uh, monkshood, otherwise known as wolf spain. Um, it is a popular flower, actually, but it is also a very poisonous plant, and so we're going to talk about uh, you know, a little bit of the history and a little bit of the plant identification, why it's called what it is and uh, should be Another good, you know, 20-minute episode that we do for you.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you all for joining us on another episode of Plant Stories, Season 2 Dangerous Plants. I hope you all are keeping yourselves entertained, and we look forward to joining us next week. Bye!